This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hello, hello, incredible, loved, on purpose, and valued humans. I'm so thankful for you, and I hope that you know how impactful you are. And you may hear that and say, what? Me? Like, Yeah, I could see if I had a podcast like you or if I had a large following or X, Y, Z, then I'd be impactful. And I really beg to differ. You are impactful wherever you are in whatever home you live in, in whatever school you go to, in whatever job or occupation you hold. Like you are impactful. The question is not whether or not you have impact, not whether or not you have influence, but how are you going to use it? Are you going to use it for the glory of God? Are you going to use it for the glory of yourself? And that isn't even the topic of today's podcast, but I just wanted to encourage y'all in the reality that you have impact, that you have influence. How are you going to steward it? I love y'all so, so incredibly much. My name is Emma Mae Jenkins, and you are on the Have You Heard podcast. And friends, faith comes by hearing. So without further ado, let's get into the word. incredible humans. I'm really excited because this is the second podcast of a three series podcast episode of a series of three podcast episodes that are sharing the message behind the merch because this past April we had our launch drop and it was so or wait what did I just say launch drop we had our collection drop (laughs) or I guess our our spring merch launch I guess those would be in two separate statements Anywho, we got to celebrate the launch of our clothing line for this for this spring, and I'm just so excited about it. We have t-shirts and sweatshirts, and the themes behind them are don't grow weary, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks, and tell the world. And so last week, if you have not tuned in, last week's message was on don't grow weary. This week, we are talking about the three verses in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, where Paul says to rejoice always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And next week, so get excited because next week we will be talking about tell the world. As Jesus says, go therefore into all the world, into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to do the things I have commanded you. And he encourages us that all authority has been given to him and that we are to go and share the gospel with all people and have this comforting reality and hope that he is with us always to the very end of the age. And um, so I'm just very excited to go into that with all of y'all next week. But this week, I'm very, very stoked because we are going into, like I said, First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And also just side note, like I've gotten to do this clothing line with the one and only 
incredible company of Clothing Love Boutique with Miss Joanna, and it is just such a joy. And so in the details area of this podcast, um, you can find the link of Clothing Love Boutique. It's the MMA Jenkins collection, and you can find all of the merch there from this past launch and the three um, seasons prior, or and the two seasons prior. There's three total, and it's just an incredible incredible place to get gifts or even just kind of splurge a little bit on yourself and get and get some get some merch but anywho had to give a shout out to clothe and love boutique joanna i love you um so so cool i'm just going to read these three verses over us one more time first thessalonians 5 16 through 18 rejoice always pray without ceasing pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you and this is just a side note but i thought that this was the coolest thing ever and i wanted to take a hot second just to encourage you on this so whenever i was reading through the verses leading up to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, I realized that verses 12 through 15 are a part of that passage. It's Paul's final instructions to the church of Thessaloniki in this letter in 1 Thessalonians. And he says, I'm just going to read it to you. He says, now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And then he goes into the scripture that I think a lot of us are familiar with, and that is rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I think what's so powerful is so often we've only, like, we, so often I think we, we cherry pick and we go to the verses that are familiar to us. We go to the verses that um, we recognize or that are easy to understand, or we've heard them be taught on before. And in doing so, yes, it's God's word. So it's awesome. But in doing so, like we may miss out on the context. And so I encourage y'all to not just go pick a verse because you're familiar with it, but I encourage you to understand the context of scripture under go and seek out who wrote this passage. Who were they writing to? Why were they writing it? Where were they writing and where were the people they were writing to? Where where were they residing? Understanding the context of scripture and understanding how all of scripture is profitable. Second <laughs> Timothy 3, 16 and 17, that all scripture, not just some, but all scripture is breathed by God and it has been made profitable for teaching, for correcting, for rebuking, and for training in righteousness so that the righteous person may be complete, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I just want to encourage you that as you go and read God's word, don't just go to what's familiar or what you've heard taught on before, but read scripture in its entirety and understand the context, understand what was taking place in that time. And, and because it is alive and active, how it applies to you today, because it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And although the grass withers and the flowers fade, the word of God stands forever. So although it is a historical document, it is also inerrant, it is inspired, and it is infallible, and it is applicable today because it is the Lord and it is his word. So that was just, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I went to read three verses that I knew and I was familiar with, and I ended up reading five verses prior to it that actually 
actually went right along with it that I had never given attention to before. So just powerful. Be sure and read the verses before and the verses after the verses that you're familiar with so you can understand them more and understand God's heart more. And it's just really cool. So just had to share that. Also, I think something really cool is about this ver- about these verses, these particular three, is that the, the words that Paul uses, he says always, continually, in all circumstances. And what's so interesting to me here is that like we are going to face certain times where like our feelings are not in alignment with rejoicing or our circumstances don't at face value seem to be fitting spaces for us to bring praise to the Lord. But like what's so cool is is that truly even in the midst of that, like I truly believe that there is always a reason to be thankful because the Lord is always good. And any space is fitting for praise to the Lord because it is fitting to praise the Lord. As the psalmist says in Psalm 147, 1, like it is fitting to praise God. We were literally wired to sing songs of praise to the Lord, to declare praise through our life, through how we serve, through how we live, through how we work. Our lives were made to be a declaration of praise unto the Lord. And so I think what's so cool about these three verses about rejoicing always and praying continually and giving thanks in all circumstances is that it requires a change of perspective. It requires a shift of focus from the temporary to the eternal. Like what Paul says, I set my eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, because I know that what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And and, and so I just want to encourage you that like it is a dangerous place to be for you to you to allow your emotions or your circumstances to be the determining factor as to whether or not you bring praise to God, because that means that you're only going to do it when you feel like it or you're only going to do it whenever what you can see in the temporary makes sense for you to do, makes gives you reason to do so. And that's not, that's not going to be consistent. Whereas the Lord is always worthy of our praise. And so my posture of praise to the Lord should not be dependent on my circumstances, but my posture of praise to the Lord should be dependent on the fact that he's worthy of it all the time. And if he says to rejoice, if he says to pray, if he says to be thankful, then I'm going to be obedient because he has said so. And what's so cool y'all is I've never regret rejoicing in the Lord. I have never regret seeking the Lord first in prayer. I have never regret being thankful. It, it's what we were it's what we were designed to do. And if it's his command, that means it's not a burden. And if I love him, that means I will obey him. And so so powerful that like, yes, okay, I'm gonna have a lot of different emotions and I'm gonna face a lot of different circumstances, and it's not if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but when Jesus said in John 16, 33, that in this world, you will not, you may, but you will have trouble. He says, so take heart because I have overcome the world. And so it's encouraging to know that like joy is not dependent on how I feel. Joy is not dependent on how my circumstances may seem in a moment, but joy is dependent on the Lord. And I know that because that's what scripture says. Scripture says in in first chronicles 16:27 that strength and joy are in the lord's place psalm 16:11 says that in the presence of the lord is the fullness of joy 
Nehemiah 8.10, it's Nehemiah encouraging the people that the joy of the Lord is their strength. And in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, we read what the fruit of the Spirit is, and it is joy. And whenever we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that He rose from the grave, and we are experiencing the joy of salvation because we put our faith and trust in Him, and we've turned from our sin and submitted to the Lord, we are, we are filled with the Holy Spirit sealed in the Holy Spirit. We identify with Christ through being filled with His Spirit, and His Spirit is joy. And that means that like, if His presence is the fullness of joy, and it doesn't matter where I go, I could, as Psalm 139 says, I could rise on the wings of the dawn, or settle on the far side of the sea, or make my my bed in the depths, and even there God's hand will guide me. His right hand will hold me fast. Never does he leave me and never does he forsake me. And if he is joy, that means that joy never leaves me. And that means that joy never forsakes me. And so the question is not whether or not I have access to joy, but rather the question is whether or not I will choose to seek the Lord first. The question is, will I choose to rejoice in him? Will I choose to praise him? Will I choose to present my request before him with supplication and petition and with thanksgiving? Will I choose to confidently come before him and pray according to his will, trusting that he hears me? Will I choose to do that because it is from this place where I discover joy? The question is, where will I put my focus? Will my focus be on the circumstance at hand? Will my my focus be on the things that I can't control? Or will my focus be on the Lord who is worthy of my obedience, who is worthy of my trust, and whose goodness gives me the best reason to smile? It's the best reason. I may have a thousand circumstances that give me a thousand reasons to complain. I may have a thousand circumstances that give me a thousand reasons to operate out of fear, to overthink, to worry, and to have a soul that's just in turmoil over the things that I can't control. But in the midst of all of that, I have one reason to rejoice that outweighs them all, and that is the Lord. And within the Lord alone is a thousand reasons to rejoice because I just think of his character. I reflect and remember on how he's been faithful to me before, so why would he not continue to be faithful now? I can rest in the reality that he restores my soul and he follows me with his goodness and his love all the days of my life. I can be encouraged that even when I fall or when I stumble, the Lord, he, he is faithful to pick me up and give me the feet like a deer so I can stand on great heights. I will choose to put my focus on the one who has never given me reason not to trust him, even whenever all my circumstances give me reason to fear and doubt. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... Hey, today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy? 
preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry. He designed you to carry. Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. So, so, so powerful. And I want to share this story with y'all. It's whenever I, this earlier in the year, I got my wisdom teeth out and I was like in the healing process of like just my gums still had stitches in them and I was healing from this surgery and it was only like day two after my surgery. So it was still like, uh, I had definitely big droopy cheeks and I was very swollen and my cheeks were bruised and yellow and it was, it was a time y'all. And what was like tough was I experienced some nausea from taking the pain medicine, like And I experienced that nausea because I like didn't have a lot of food on my tummy because I couldn't eat a lot of things. And so, um, I just hadn't eaten much the day before. And so I woke up early one morning and I was in so much pain and I like felt like I was going to throw up. And I was so afraid that I was going to throw up because just with a mouth that could open up maybe a centimeter wide and stitches in my mouth, the idea of throwing up, it just, y'all, it really terrified me. Like it scared me so bad. And my mom, who is just so comforting, like shout out to Mother's Day this past Sunday to the mamas who are just so caring and nurturing and love us in ways that we, in ways that are just beyond what we could even even fathom. And I'm just so grateful for mamas, but my mama sat next to me and she had my ginger ale. And so I was sipping on ginger ale and she was just comforting me. And something that she said after I told her how afraid I was, was don't, she said, don't think about the fear of throwing up. That won't help you focus on breathing. And in that moment, my mom drew my attention to like what I could control rather than what I couldn't control. And honestly, I think by me focusing on, on the thing I couldn't control by me, like being filled with fear and worry about throwing up, that may have even led my body to be even more tense in my stomach to not, to not get better because worrying never helps the tummy at all. But I think it was just encouraging because my mom just reminded me to like focus my attention on what I was able to control, which was the thoughts in between my ears rather than getting tangled up in what I couldn't. Um, and what I could control is where I put my focus, whether I got sick or not, 
like whether or not I ended up throwing up, narrowing my focus on the potential of getting sick, like was not in my favor. Like that was not going to help me at all. Like Jesus says in Matthew 6, who of you by worrying adds a single hour to your life? Like your life is so precious and worrying doesn't add any beauty to it. (laughs) We learn from it. We learn from it. Don't get me wrong, but it is not worth your time. And this was just such a sweet reminder from the Lord to me through my mama. And it was just an incredible reminder of God's faithfulness to me and how he is my Prince of Peace. But it was also a really sweet challenge of like, okay, where's my focus? Is my focus on all the things that could go wrong of me throwing up my stitches, like, tearing or being in pain or all these things that I was thinking up in my mind, but I hadn't even experienced. Was that where my focus was? Is, or is my, could my focus have been on one, just any, anything in that area? But I think also just in day-to-day life, like where is our focus? Is our focus on all of the things that we may have gone, that may have gone wrong in the past? Is our focus on um, all the things that we don't have control over? Is our focus on all the things that are currently weighing us down? Like, and I just want to challenge you to like, take inventory of where your focus is. I don't think it's an accident that the Lord, he encourages us to seek him first all the time throughout scripture, but he encourages us to like, to get on our knees and pray to him, to fast, to, um, to gather together and encourage one another in scripture, to place altars in certain areas, to remember his faithfulness, to set our minds on things above, like all throughout scripture, God is like, look to me look to me, look to me, seek my face and my strength, look to me, look to me. And I think it's because so easily we can put our focus on other things that aren't worth our attention and that don't benefit us at all because we were made to have our focus on the Lord. And so I just want to challenge you today, where is your focus? And I want to encourage you to focus on the Lord's faithfulness, focus on his presence that is indeed filled with the fullness of joy. Focus on the jaw-dropping reality that God, your Father, knows what you need. Focus on His promises. It's just, it's a game changer. Whenever I was laying there in bed, and I ended up never throwing up, by the way, which is so cool, but I was laying there in bed and I just was reminded of Isaiah 26, 3, where the Lord says, those who fix their thoughts on me, I will keep them in perfect peace. In there, it doesn't say necessarily that my circumstances would change. In there, it doesn't necessarily say that I'm guaranteed to not throw up. Like in there, like in there, it doesn't necessarily say my feelings of feeling of nauseousness is is going to go away. But it said that I would have peace. Philippians four says to come to the Lord with thanksgiving and prayer and petition and. And He will guard your heart and mind in your in His peace that surpasses all understanding. This didn't happen because necessarily the circumstances around me changed, but it happened because I shifted my focus. And I just love this. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it's like rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks. And it's like, I don't always have happy moments. I don't always have situations where I necessarily want my first resort to be prayer. I want my first resort to be whether it's lashing out in anger or going into a hole of worry or whatever it may be, or I may not always feel like being grateful and my initial instinct is complain. Like, so whenever I look at this through the lens of the temporary world and through my flesh strength and through my human instincts, it's like, I am not able to do that. But whenever I do it through the lens of 
an eternal perspective, not by force, not by strength, but by the power of his spirit and by choosing. Again, it comes down to a choice of where will my focus be? Will I focus on all the things of Emma? Will I focus on all the things of this world, on all the things that I can see? Or will I focus on the God who is with me, who is worthy of my praise, who is worthy of my first pursuit, and who is worthy of of my rejoicing in him? It's so powerful. It's such a game changer. And I think it's really cool. One of my past, one of my professors in um, my classes at Liberty, she once talked about how David in Psalm 42, like he would preach to his own soul when he said, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise my Savior. I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. I do want to say this. It is incredible to acknowledge like what we are feeling and to be honest about our emotions and to rest in the reality that the Lord understands and empathizes with the emotions. Because having emotions and having feelings, it's a part of being human. It's awesome. It is a way that we get to relate to one another and we honestly get to relate to God and experience the power of God's promises in such a way when we are vulnerable about what we're feeling. But we must choose how to steward these emotions. Like we must choose how to steward them. Will we let the difficulties of the world quiet our praise? Will we let our emotions determine whether or not we rejoice? Or Will we allow our praise in the midst of these emotions to testify to truly how awesome our God is? Because I will tell you that like, it is so powerful whenever we're raw and honest about the tough situations that we're in, or we are being transparent about like the different feelings that we may have, yet we have we are choosing to be joyful yet we are choosing to fix our focus on the presence of God that is with us yet we are choosing to be thankful and not complain yet we are choosing to seek God first in prayer yet we're choosing to pray for other people it kind of makes me think of in Luke 6 27 and 28 where Jesus says like you've been told to love those who love you back and to hate your enemies And he said, but very truly, I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and bless those who curse you because truly the pagans can even love those who are nice to them. Anybody can be kind to those who are kind back to them, but it's it's something different whenever you are kind in the face of hatefulness, whenever you are loving in the face of of rudeness like that that's different and so in the same way as believers as we walk in the light as we are children of the light and we have a father of light and we choose to be joyful we choose to let his spirit govern our mind and his spirit is love and joy and peace and patience so when we're walking in his spirit when we're walking in love and we're walking in joy and we have this hope as an anchor firm and secure in our soul and we're abounding in confidence in the midst of a circumstance that doesn't make sense for us to have that posture, it will turn heads, it will lift up ears, and it will incline questions of how are you able to do that? Like I've experienced difficulties like you are. I'm in a similar situation as you are, but the way that you're going about it is like you're being honest about how you're feeling these emotions that I have felt too, but you have this hope. You're walking in joy. You're not complaining. You're, you, walk with such confidence and how, 
why? Why are you smiling? Like it makes no sense for you to be smiling right now. And it's like in Matthew 5, 16, where Jesus says, let your light so shine before all people so that they may see your good works and glorify me who is in heaven, the Lord says. And this, this is just so so awesome that like whenever our focus is on the Lord, other people will take note and they will look to where we're looking. And that is the Lord. It's so powerful. So that that's just so powerful. So I think that that's just really cool that when we allow our praise in the midst of these emotions that we will feel, we allow them to testify to truly how awesome our God is. Because it's like, yeah, I'm in a tough situation. Or yeah, I'm experiencing grief and sadness. Or yeah, this actually this frustrated me. But I'm not letting it dictate how I respond because I'm going to be governed by the spirit that leads to life and peace. I'm going to choose to walk in awareness of my God's presence that is full of joy. I love how David says, I will yet praise him. My soul is downcast, but my I, I will preach to my soul. As my professor said, I will preach to my soul. Put your hope in God. Even in the midst of tough times, he chose to declare the goodness and worthiness of God. And I want to just say this, that to walk in joy is not to be oblivious to the difficulty around me, but it's proof of the God who is really with me. To rejoice, to pray, to be thankful, no matter what asks of us, to set our eyes not on what is seen, but on things above. And I think this is so cool because this takes the attention off of us. Like people will ask, like, how are you able to smile in this time? Or how are you able to be so confident? Or how do you have such a solid peace in the time where it makes sense to be filled with anxiety right now? Like, how are you doing that? And then it's like, you're able to boast in the Lord. It's like, wow, well, in my own flesh, in my own nature, in my own tendencies, I actually would be filled with worry right now. I actually typically would let frustration get the best of me right now. I actually would be going down a big hole of overthinking right now. I actually would like not be, I would be filled with insecurity right now, but it is because of the Lord. It is because of his spirit. It is because I have chosen to trust that he's worthy of my praise. And what's so cool is that when that, that habit is a habit that's built, like choosing to take every thought captive and make it obedient to God's word is a practice. You practice it daily to be transformed by the renewing of your mind as you test and approve God's good, pleasing, and perfect will for you. It is a daily practice, a daily investment, moment by moment. And I'm not going to do it perfectly. Although God's word commands for us to rejoice always, I will be the first to admit that I, I fail at that sometimes. I sometimes don't allow prayer to be my first resort. I sometimes don't have a grateful heart. But Daily, I am seeing more and more of how, one, I was made to walk with that heart posture, but two, even more importantly, the Lord is worthy of it. And because he commands it, I am called to submit to it. And as I submit to it, I taste and see how good he is. And I'm blessed as I take refuge in him. And so he continues to give me no reason not to rejoice. He continues to give me no reason not to pray and not to be thankful. How powerful so it's so cool. It's like, I'm just going to re-say this. The joy is not dependent on my current situation. It's not dependent on my feelings, but the joy is dependent on the presence of the Lord who never leaves me and who never forsakes me. So encouraging, so powerful, so beautiful. 
I'm so, I'm so thankful. I'm so, so thankful. Moment by moment, it's a choice to walk in awareness of God's presence, to rejoice, to seek Him first in prayer, to walk in gratitude. I have, I have, I always have a reason to be thankful because the Lord is always good. I pray that this encourages y'all. And I'm going to just do one more shout out too, that you can go check out in the details section of this episode, the link to Clothed in Love Boutique, the MMA Jenkins collection, where you can find the t-shirt with this verse on it. And now you've kind of heard a little bit of my heart from scripture about this message on this shirt. And you can also check out the Don't Grow Weary merch and the Tell the World merch, and also all the other merch from the two seasons prior. So great gift idea, great just sweet shopping spree idea, but I love y'all and be sure and rate and review and download and share with your people and just know that y'all are awesome. And I pray that you are challenged in a good direction and that you're encouraged and that you are able to sit down tonight and ask the Lord, like search my heart and know me, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any way in me that is focusing on something other than you, that's focusing on something other than your worthiness of my obedience and, and correct that in me, God, and lead me in the way everlasting. What an incredible prayer. What a powerful prayer and what a journey of a prayer, because that's a daily journey of being sanctified to look more and more like Jesus. And I'm so thankful that I get to grow as I share with y'all how I'm growing. And hopefully it's encouraging y'all in your growth in the Lord too. (laughs) But y'all are wonderful. I love you. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye, everybody. I'm Deborah Faleda. I'm an author and licensed professional counselor. And I'm also part of the Converge Podcast Network. In my new book, Are You Really Okay? I'm going to challenge you to get real about who you are and how you're doing spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Are You Really Okay? will help you get healthy from the inside out. And for a limited time, you'll also receive the free audiobook and an exclusive free journal with every pre-order. Order from your favorite retailer today and visit areyoureallyok.com to learn more. That's areyoureallyok.com. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.